September is going to look a little different in Life Fellowship. I, I have been in the process uh, for weeks now preparing for the Certainty Conference. Uh, it would please the Lord for me to speak four evenings uh, for that this year. And I've kind of gotten to a point where I've realized that it's, it's really difficult to jump from that box to the LFBI box to the Life Fellowship box to the writing box. And, and so I've had to just come to a place of peace where uh, given the, we're so rich as a church, aren't we? And we have a number of men that can handle the word better than I can. And so this month you're going to be exposed to uh, just some, some, some of your pastors and leaders. Uh, we're going to meet, we're going to fellowship, we're going to be in the Word, and we don't have to have me to do that. We just have to have the Word of God open and godly men, and we're, that's all we need. But, but I would ask for you to pray for me as I keep preparing. Um, just, I just sense that it's just hard to, for my heart and my mind to shift out of the worship box for certainty and, and really dive into other things. So if you would be praying for me, I would much appreciate it. Speaking of pastors and leaders, uh, I'm a little bit giddy. This morning, you're going to get to hear from Andrew and Rachel Ong. Andrew Ong, for those of you, exactly, yes. Andrew is one of our pastors, and they are deep in the process of preparing to go to Vietnam. And you've probably heard about Vietnam here and there, and Maybe you have some questions. I think after today, you're going to be a lot more informed about it and how you can not just pray for that work, but, but get behind it. And so I ask them to come. And if you're new to Life Fellowship, this is what we call one of our panel discussions slash interviews where I'm just going to be asking them some questions. And at the end, we'll open it up to you to be able to ask some questions. So open your heart. I think you're going to learn some things today. You're going to hear from the Lord. You'll be challenged. So thank you for coming. The Vietnam team, some of the Vietnam team is here. Can you raise your hand? All right, so this is the, yeah. This is the part of the launch team that will be heading that way hopefully soon. So why don't you guys come, and uh, we want to get to know you. So thank you, bro. All right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, so. All right. So can I have a, a faith? You, hey, you got the floor, man. Yeah, so man, we, you know, since the, we want to be personal, we don't want to. Sure. Man, would everyone come closer? There's the, so much empty. <clears throat> I don't have COVID, okay, so I've been tested five times. So. Yeah. It'd be nice to just uh, well, be closer to everyone at All right, so officially, we have license to do this now. Yeah. <laughs> we can pull everybody <laughs> forward. How about that? All right? Huh? Yeah. There you yeah. go. Yes, I want to see faces. Yes. yes. Andrew is uh, as Andrew is a very personable guy. If you don't know him, uh, you, you will learn that about Andrew. So, like I said, you're, you're in the process of leading your family and this team to Vietnam. And so, obviously, we want to spend some time discussing that. But... So, Todd, you're on the missions team, so I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask you to help me with this part of the, our discussion, because I know this guy. Andrew's one of our pastors, and, and I spent a lot of time behind closed doors and meetings with him. So I'm going to hold him to four minutes on this question, all right? No, you're the timer. Yeah, I, I consider you the timer, not the bad guy. 
Okay, so Andrew, yes. in four minutes yeah. or less, you are from Malaysia. So I call you the Malaysian sensation, okay? So the Malay, okay, so in four minutes or less, tell us how you got from Malaysia to Kansas City and in the process of all that, coming to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay. Uh, wow. Uh, that's, that's, that's a big question right there. Um, the, the short story is uh, just, you know, growing up in a, in a family that, that doesn't really know the Lord other than my mom. Um, so, so Malaysia has multiple religions. Uh, but something gravitates uh, me to Jesus, just ab ab above everything, just something about Jesus. But I didn't know Jesus. But um, my mom would bring us to, to church. And, and, and you know, um, as a kid, I would, you know, be bored with the service. And then I would actually run away to the arcade to play games. But still, when it, whenever things are difficult at home or with school, I would still pray to Jesus. So long story short, um, uh, lots of things happen in, in our family, in, our, in my life, and, and I come to a place where I'm looking for real answers. Like, what is life about? Why is there uh, so much uh, drama and issues and pain and just all of that? And I'm just looking, and, and the Lord knew that. And the Lord was pursuing me all along. I, I even had a friend that came to me and said, hey, I'm praying for you, Andrew. And I said, why would you pray for me? I'm a Christian. Uh, by, the, by the way, I wasn't even saved. I'm, I'm a Christian by name because you, you don't know what that means other than you go to church once or twice in every six months or so. Uh, so, so uh, but I, I continued. I, I continued when I went to college. I continued going. Uh, to uh, a college ministry, uh, a college ministry within campus. It was a parachurch, but it helped me to to be exposed to real Christians, if I may say. Is it four minutes? Two more. Okay, I, I, I'll look at that. Okay, so I was She's learned. I, I was exposed to to real Christians because I also saw hypocrisy uh, in my hometown. I'm like, ah, oh, man, I I'm better than that. Uh, so, so I, I, you know, the word doesn't come back void. And so there was one, uh, you know, I've been coming, and, and, and they made me an assistant Bible study leader even in the parachurch. Wow. Again, not safe. Leading the blind, leading the blind. But there was one, <clears throat> just kept coming, and, and uh, there was one service where there was a guest pastor that preached, and man, just spoke to me, just like it was for me. And I was very good at hiding because uh, there are the, the issues, there's baggage, but you can't, you know, you just learn how to cope. You know, there's a coping mechanism. So you just learn how to put that mask and get on with life daily. So the, the you know, the message just kind of unveil like, man, I know you. I know who you are. And, and boom, it just hit me so hard that I knew something wasn't right. And I knew that I had to respond and they played the, 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 the music and all that, come as you are, but my, my rear was glued to the chair, you know, because of just, uh, uh, you know, uh, friends and everything. But long story short, that in that basement, I gave my life to Christ, just simply saying, God, if you are real, reveal yourself to me, please, 
and boom, I, I, I was in tears. And, and, and what God revealed to me for the first time in my life was the gravity of my sin. I, I knew, I mean, I was expert in sinning, uh, but uh, I never understood the gravity of, of my sin and the consequences of my sin. That night, I knew I'm doomed. I'm, I'm wicked. I got 10 more seconds. So anyway, <laughs> from there, from there, you know, I, yeah. I, 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 I went to school. Okay. At UMKC. Back to UMKC. All right. Very good. All right. All right. Yeah, very good. Very good. Now, real quick, before I, I have a request, Rachel, but how many languages do you speak, Andrew? Uh, four. Yeah. Okay. Three, three and a half. Yeah. Four, yeah. He's being modest. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, what, what does he speak, Rachel? He speaks English, Indonesian, Malay, uh, Cantonese, Can and Mandarin. Well, okay. Mandarin is like. He always says that. Yeah. yeah. Like 20%. Very yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. So let me, let, me, let me tell you real quick when um, I knew that Andrew was a missionary, we were on a trip together in Bogota, Colombia about four years ago. And I thought the guy spoke Spanish the way he was communicating with every. I mean, he could meet anybody and somehow carry a conversation without speaking the language. I was very, very impressed. Okay, Rachel. When did you meet Andrew, or how did you meet Andrew, and when did you know he was the one? Oh my goodness. Uh, wow. Okay. How, how long do I have? This is a story. Yeah. Um, so I went. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so I went to um, UMKC, and okay. I did not know that Andrew was my upperclassman. So he was actually they're a little bit, we're overlapping a tiny bit, but he was in his master's, I was in my undergrad. I actually had a roommate who had classes with him and knew him, but of course she didn't, you know, know anything to introduce me or anything. So um, I came to, I went to KCBT, and the first day I visited, I walked in and he was handing out the pamphlets, you know, and um, I was like, 25 at that time and hopelessly single like didn't really know anybody worthy of in you know a good solid christian guy my age and so my first thought was like oh this, this place has some kind of good looking guys yeah okay you know but i wasn't there for that and like he just handed me the program and i went on um but then we randomly ran into each other a few times. Um, and one, which was weird, was in the Midtown building in the basement. Because a long time ago, it used to be a coffee shop, and there was a yep. salsa dance party down there. And I remember being there and seeing him dance, and I thought, wow, for an Asian, he's really letting loose. Like, I didn't really <laughs> know too many Asians that were, like, kind of... You know, at that point, they were all kind of more stiff, stiff people that I knew. And so I was kind of impressed. And, like, we, we, we danced together. And I thought, man, this guy is really cool. <clears throat> but he told me he was moving to London. And, you know, you're young and in college, and people come and go out of your life. So it was just like, okay, well, bye, you know. Um, and then we ran into each other another time at Winstead's, and that's when he told me he was going to be a part of this church plant. And my very first Sunday at KCBT was Sam Miles's last Sunday. Mm. So I heard him speak, and I really wanted to be a part of the church plant, 
but I kind of have come from a, a background of a lot of like Christian legalism and following Christian leaders who then fail you. And like, I really felt like God had me at KCBT. And I just thought like, well, if God wants me here, I shouldn't just jump ship so fast to be like, oh, well, here's this new thing and I'm going to go here. But I think it was just God was protecting us because we needed to grow and like we weren't ready to like meet each other. Um, so at that time in Winsteads, he said that he was moving to London. Um, and again, I was just like, wow, okay, you know, fun times. Um, but then I traveled to London and... Um, <clears throat> My girlfriend and I were backpacking, and we had run out of money, and we were kind of hungry, and I was like, hey, there's this guy that lives here that I kind of know. We should look him up and see, <laughs> see if he can take us out to dinner, because we were so hungry. We were, like, completely out of money. Uh, but I thought his name was Andrew Long with an L, and there were <laughs> six pages of Andrew Long's in the phone book. So we went to Internet Cafe and started calling a few, and we were like, oh, this is going to take too long. So we actually didn't meet up in London. <laughs> So, um, okay. did, you, did you eat though? Uh, we did. Okay, good. good <laughs> yeah, good, we, we, good. we found some hungry Australian boys and we cooked for them and they paid the bill. So, all right. worked out. All right. Um, out. So, uh, so then um, you kind of, you came, he came back. He came back a couple times, but visited. But it wasn't until after I had been discipled and I was a part of a discipleship trip to some little tiny church in the inner city and he just like walked in the door. And, you know, we were older then. We were both kind of more mature in our faith at that point. And um, the first thing he said to me was, you look good. And I was like, okay, like, you haven't seen me in five years. Like, what a, what a greeting. <laughs> so, so then the whole conference, it was kind of like one of those, like, is he going to be here? We're going to run into each other. But, you know, he was going back to London. And so uh, the very last night he was here, we were down on the plaza. And this was partly Jesus' fault. So we were walking around with a bunch of people, and there was a street band playing. And all of a sudden, Jesus says, Andrew, you should dance with Rachel. And like... Here's the thing. <laughs> this was the last day he was leaving, and we were inviting him to come and have lunch with, us, with young folks. And he's like, oh, I have a meeting with the oh, pastor. Yeah. Who are coming? We're naming, and then we said, Rachel is coming. He said, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that is true. <laughs> nice. That's true. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so that, I know, that night, though. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, street, the street band was playing, and then Jisoo says, dance with Rachel, and then for some crazy reason, she picked a flower and put it in my hair, and I'm like, what the heck is happening right now? So, of course, you know, I had to dance with them, and, you know, but it was one of those moments where it felt like time had stopped, and, hmm. like, it was just us, and then the next thing I know, there was, like, a whole crowd of people around us, and everyone was cheering, and I'm like, what is happening? Uh, but it was that night that I, I called my best friend, and I said, I, I think I just met the man I'm going to marry. Okay. And she said, how do you know? I said, I don't know. And I said, I don't know anything. I, she's like, well, did you get his number? I said, no. And I said, <laughs> I said if God's going to do it, he's going to do it. And he left for London. And I was like, I'm not going to write him because I'm not going to be that girl. Yeah. And uh, then a week later, I got an email from him. And I was like, I don't want a pen pal. And so I just said, yeah, nice meeting you. And then he wrote again and said, I think you're the one I've been looking for my whole life. Uh, so that was a little bit more serious than the letter. So that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't say no. <laughs> so that was it. In okay. five seconds. Five okay, <laughs> so um, three things we learned about Andrew in this space. He's really Andrew Long. Okay. <laughs> he can dance. Yeah. 
And when he sees something he wants, he goes for it. How about that? Okay, so you guys met. You obviously became husband and wife. We'll, we'll get to your family a little bit. You have two beautiful little girls. Uh, talk to us a little bit about ministry together at MBT leading up to, obviously, Vietnam. But, but, but what did that look like, ministering at MBT? Andrew, I remember us talking and praying through your ordination. You became one of the pastors here. And so there's just been a lot of history. Can you just fill us in on that? Just what did that look like, serving the Lord together at MBT? Yeah, so, so uh, I'll start at, at MBT when I return from London. And so, so when I came back from uh, London to MBT, I, I, was, uh, I spent five years in London as an assistant uh, missionary with, with uh, Brian Clark. Mm -hmm. uh, so anyway, when I came back to Midtown, <clears throat> uh, I, you know, um, just asked the Lord, where, where would you want me to be in Midtown? And Midtown has changed since I left. And so uh, uh, Dan Renault, as you know, um, uh, you, many of you know, uh, he was the, the Kaya guy at that time, and he, he just came back from San Francisco uh, two years ago, and so he was starting up Kaya, uh, and there was only like eight people in Kaya <laughs> at that time. And so I was just, just, just waiting and asking the Lord and waiting again, and, 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 and God just knit our hearts together, uh, Dan and, and myself, and, and we, we, we became prayer partners, we became best friends in, in many ways. <clears throat> and then <clears throat> and we got to just really pray uh, a lot for, uh, uh, what, you know, God, would you reach young people? Because, <clears throat> because half of Kaya was uh, in the, in, uh, from the missions. Half of the people from Kai was submissions, and, and the Lord brought <clears throat> international students, and people got saved, and, and Rachel was, was along with that, uh, you know, in, in terms of ministering uh, to the FOI people. When we started FOI, we, we knew that, uh, uh, man, we need a small team, and, and Rachel was one of those first people. Uh, yes, it was about the same time, 2012, and then, uh, so, so just... Just partnering together, ministering to the international students uh, at that time, very small. I think it was uh, Corinne and maybe Jisoo, were you there? <clears throat> Jisoo and a couple more people. Uh, and then we also did a lot of uh, hoops and Bible yeah. uh, with Larry and, and Anita uh, at that time. And so we would spend a lot of time together uh, doing that. I would try to play basketball. <clears throat> Uh, now, you if know. you can dance, you can hoop, man. Yeah, Come on. Uh, I, I don't know whether I can hoop. I, 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 I'm a wannabe, uh, and uh, so I can play defense. That's, that's, that's yeah. it. And then Rachel would minister to the, to the young girls, and, and, and she did also link as well. So uh, that's how, kinda, how we kind of partner, just knowing where our strengths are and, and allow God to just uh, put us, you know, where, where we need to be and just... So I know personally that, you know, ordination for a pastor, it, it's obviously, it's a, it's a lot bigger than just a piece of paper. And I remember, it seems like after that moment, things change. They, they do, they look different. Your, your, your path in life, at least the rest of your life, it's set, this is it. There's, there's nothing else for me to pursue, chase, go after, this is it. So after you got ordained, was... Where was missions in your heart, in your mind, 
you know, before ordination and then afterwards. Did that look different at all? Mm, that's, <clears throat> I think there, there's, there's definitely a, a, a difference, but it's a process as well leading to it and then after it. And, and God has uh, always been tugging at my heart uh, since discipleship one and just counting the cost. And, and the Lord have impressed upon me uh, for souls, for souls. And, uh, and, and when I see the vision of discipleship, I, man, why wouldn't anyone do this? Why wouldn't anyone go and make disciples in all nations? So the Lord has, has tugged that, and, and, and as, we, as, as I grew, there's that counting of the cost. And so I think as, as I kind of reached the place of ordination, I knew that the Lord was calling me to the pastorate, but uh, man, there's still... Uh, Lord, you know, uh, will I qualify? Would I, you know, you know, I feel so inadequate in so many ways, and, and the Lord keep on saying, I'm the one who qualifies you. I'm the one who can give you rest that you, that you can't achieve by yourself. And, and so there's, there's definitely that, that peace, and the Lord uses uh, the book of Joshua. I was preaching through the book of Joshua uh, I think before that, for, for close to two years, and the Lord used that, that book to remind me, my goodness, I mean, the Lord has so much in store, not just for me, but for everyone, yeah. for everyone. His, his, his intention is for, for us to go into the promised land, figuratively speaking, right? To enter, to labor, to enter into the rest. In other words, I, I have to labor. I have to work hard, but then, the, but the Lord is the one that does the heavy lifting, mm -hmm. and so I have to come to a place where, man, there is this surrender and and allowing God to say yes. I have to say yes, Lord, you're the one, and there is that surrender and that dying, and and the one that just say yes, the Lord, and and by the way, that's not a one-time deal. It's not like the ordination did it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is an everyday commitment that I have to, to wake up and still make that same commitment and say, would I choose to follow God today? Uh, so, so I hope that answers yeah, that. Yeah, it does. It does. So, yeah. so you and Rachel faithfully serving the Lord and ministering together here at MBT through Friends of International, yeah. FOI. Amen. Did God use that? Hoops and Bible and missions trips and all of that. So how... How were you introduced to Vietnam? How did that start? Yeah, so, so again, FOI, so we're ministering to, to international students, and, and, and Vietnamese was one of those countries that the Lord have given fruit to. And then in 2017, uh, Pastor Chris Bass uh, was supposed to take this mission trip along with uh, 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 Doug Pearson, uh, to go to uh, Cambodia and Vietnam. Now, he double-booked. He realized he double-booked and then asked if someone else could, could go on his stead. And I was there. Wow. Uh, I was there, and, and it, was, it was really good because majority of the team members that were going on that trip were people from FOI. So it was just seamless. Uh, and so when, when, when we went there... Uh, you know, the Lord just impressed upon me, man, um, uh, you know, again, very initial, very initial uh, kind of 
impression. And then I would say a mass email even to the, to the larger team that went with me. And I had people coming and say, are we, are we, are we doing something here? You know, are we doing that? I was being, and I didn't say much, but I just knew that oh, there's God's hand is, is doing something uh, in this land. And I, 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 I knew that much. And, and I knew that we had to come back. And each time we come back, the Lord's hand was upon the work that was there. And so, so there, that's that, that initial piece that I knew. And so there was a lot of uh, just uh, affirmation that was needed. Uh, you know, so the, the uh, Pastor Sam, you know, I, I think you heard the story. So, so the, the initial goal was, was hoping to do something like what uh, Pastor Mark Trotter did, was going there and, uh, tr- you know, hopefully training some pastors and then they could then disseminate discipleship there. But we, we did that. We did two conferences. And what we found out was, uh, you know, from the mouth of the pastor, discipleship was too much work. Uh, I think you heard that before. Discipleship was too much work. And I said to the pastor, I said, hey, yeah, parenting is a lot of work, yeah. you know. Yes, uh, that's yeah. what it is, you know. And, he, and, and I realized that the, the, the climate there was more of express, fast way. We want the materials. Uh, but uh, but so, so Pastor Sam, when he went with me uh, to Vietnam, uh, we both knew that uh, if we're going to do this, uh, we're going to do it from the ground up. It, it, it's not one of those. Now, God may make an exception in the future uh, if, we, if we have that person, but from our trips when we went there, we didn't have that. And so then there's confirmation from, you know, from the Word of God, from, from the pastors and the pastors at large. At least no one objected. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Uh, and, no. And it was a unified uh, yes, uh, bid from the pastor. Hey, we, we want to send you. And so, so that's, you know, and then, of course, my wife, you know, I had to make sure that this is a joint decision and maybe she can share yeah. that piece. Yeah, for sure. Know. I wanted to jump right into that yeah. because I, I think the... I think, Rachel, you would say amen to this and I think any pastor's wife would say amen to this, but the ride... Um, the ride in ministry for a pastor's wife can be eventful. And sometimes you don't really know what you signed up for when you married this dude who became a pastor. So walk us through just that initial conversation when he's talking to you about Vietnam. What are you hearing? What are you thinking? Take us there. Yeah. I, 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 think, I think God had actually been preparing me my whole life Um, Because as a child, I loved National Geographics, and I loved to read about different people groups around the world, and I always wanted to travel to all the places. And then uh, when I got to college, I made it a personal goal to become friends with as many different people groups as I could, to the point where they called me family. Mm -hmm. So I was a part of the Indian Association, the Mexican Association. I had a lot of African-American friends, just anybody. and it was really a lot of fun because I learned a lot about different cultures. I was already involved with international students even before um, we started FOI. Um, and, I mean, I had Indian best friends. I had tons of friends that were just from everywhere. Um, 
but then, um, you know, through, through FOI, you know, we started meeting these Vietnamese kids and they started getting saved. And, you know, I re remember just having conversations like with foam about like when she goes home, she says, you know, what do I do? There's no church. And I remember talking to her and saying, well, you know, God's not going to bring you this far in your faith and then send you home to nothing and that there's going to be something he's going to provide. Um, and then just also when Doug and Bethany had first announced that they were going to go to Vietnam from India, I had a, a small thought in my head that maybe Angie and I would go and help them. But this was before I had children. This was, you know, early, you know, we were, didn't have kids. And so I, it, it was easier in my mind to like, oh, yeah, we'll go do that for a year. That'd be fun. <laughs> you know, um, I wasn't necessarily thinking that I would be moving long term. But obviously, I married an international student. <laughs> and so I think that there was always a part in the back of my mind that we would eventually um, end up in Asia. And I always had that feeling in college, to the, even to the point where I told somebody, I think I'm going to end up in China one day. And they said, well, why do, you, why do you say that? And I said, I don't know. I just have this feeling. And I mean, and you can't go off of feelings, but I married a Chinese man. And like at that point, I didn't even know him and wasn't even thinking about it, you know. Um, so I do feel like God had just kind of prepared me. But, you know, then when he went on that trip, I couldn't go because Madeline Abby was only six months old. So I stayed back um, and I knew immediately that after mm -hmm. he would come back, he would want to move there. Um, like, even before you had a conversation. Well, this is, this is what happened. I was at mom's group and Chris Best told his wife that Andrew was taking his place before Andrew told his wife that he was going on the trip. So Christine comes up to me at the end of the thing, and she's like, oh, that's so exciting. Andrew's going to Vietnam. And I said, oh, my goodness, he's going to want to move there. Like, what? <laughs> like, when did, when did this happen? She's like, five minutes ago. Um, but, yeah, so I, I just had a feeling he probably would. Um, but the, the, the journey past that was, you know, um, because there was always a talk about maybe we'd end up in Malaysia in 10 years. It's, but just that time frame from getting married to 10 years went by so fast. Yeah. And it's different when you have kids and your parents are getting older. So there definitely was um, a bit of an emotional struggle to, to come to that realization that God was calling us there. Um, you know, and like, it was, it was kind of a roller coaster. And I mean, there were some days that I was like, yes. And then other days I'm like, I don't know. I don't like, why am I going, you know, why me? Um, and so it was just the process of surrendering and it was a process of learning to trust God above all things that, that if this is his plan for us and I can trust that he's going to make a way for what's to come, um, and stuff. And so, you know, that was like kind of the first initial part. And again, I love international students, but it's, it's more, it wasn't the thought of going, it was what I was leaving behind. Like my parents and just raising my kids in America, raising my kids in Midtown. So that was more of the struggle. Um, but Foam actually uh, uh, lent me a book and then Andrew had me read a book called um, Servants on the Edge of History, is that what it was called? And it was about this couple that had gone to Vietnam during the Vietnam War. And they had just been saved for two years. And they literally lived in a battlefield where their, people were dying in their front yard. Mm. And they served in Vietnam for 14 years before the country shut down. And they were the last people on the last plane out. And like just reading the story after story after story of how, how God, one, protected them, protected their children, 
but then just that the fact that the church that they started remained to the point where we actually know people from that church. And like those couples in their, you know, 80s, and at the very last part of the book, it said, we, we served, we, we followed the Lord, we completed our mission, so who's going to take our place kind of message? And it, and it was interesting, because of course the, the wife's name was Rachel, you know? <laughs> you know. So, but I just kind of felt like, yeah, like, you know, um, the harvest is plentiful, and who are the people who are going to go to the harvest? And just, you know, in FOI, we always would pray for, like, men and women of peace. And just kind of seeing that there was such a hunger in Vietnam. Um, and then even when I went there in uh, 2018, I only got to go one time. Um, I was just really blown away about how easy it was to have spiritual conversations with medical students and engineers and scientists. Like here, you go to UMKC and everyone has to argue with you. And over there, I had an engineer say, well, yeah, how do we know that Jesus is the way? Can you show me? Can you tell me more? And like, it just was amazing that they were so open. And so that that definitely was a confirmation. That book was a confirmation. Um, And then Tony Godfrey um, spoke at one of our fall retreats and He kept talking about how um, if you're not really sure of your calling, um, you can look at where your leader is being called to, and you can follow your leader and trust that if you're under that person, then then that can be your calling too. And it's deeper just because I'm married to him, so obviously that was very true. And so even in that whole year, I didn't necessarily have like this strong, like, oh, I'm definitely called, but I had a piece that I could move forward in the preparation because I could trust that God was calling Andrew. And then if he was calling Andrew, then there must be a calling for me as well. And so I feel like God through, that was a couple of years ago, just continuously has just showed me more and more of, you know, just the need there, but also just that I can move forward in faith and, and trust that he's got a work there for me as well, like together, you know, but I'm a part of it, so. Praise the Lord. So, Andrew, uh, we just celebrated your 43rd birthday. So happy birthday. Yes. Right? Okay. So in America, uh, people your age are thinking about 529 college saving plans and 401ks and things like that. You have a real estate business that you've done very well in for years now. Uh, talk to us about that, because when I, when I think about going to the mission field, uh, that's not really conducive to that track. Yeah. So what, what did you have to you know, work through in terms of, listen, Lord, I will let all this go. I don't, for Vietnam, right? Yes. So. Yeah, just... <clears throat> Uh, man, thank you for that question. And just just following up <clears throat> with with what Rachel was was mentioning, you know, in terms of the process, there's there's definitely um, that that struggle uh, as 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 the Lord's calling, which you you know, who's gonna go, and 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 yes, but but can I just be transparent uh, that they are uh, there's nights where I wake up. And there's, you know, you wake up at night and, and it's like, what have I done? 
You know, I don't know whether you, you guys ever had that, uh, that, that, that fear because uh, yeah. the stakes are so much higher, yeah. right? Because you're uprooting your family uh, to everything that you're familiar with, including your, your, your vocation, your business. I mean, everything is great in Midtown. It's a, it's a greenhouse, if you will. Everything is prepared for. We are not a church plant anymore. We are more like an Antioch church. So it's very comfortable uh, at Midtown for, for me, for, for, for us. And I had a thriving ministry at FOI and with Kaya. So things were, were, were great. Uh, uh, but, but I just couldn't, uh, you, know, uh, you know, when I see the souls in Vietnam and I see the heart of God for the souls in Vietnam, it was very hard to let that go, you know. So, so God is, as you know, very long-suffering mm-hmm. uh, toward mankind, and, and He's constantly calling, not just me, everyone, right, to go. I mean, we, we know this in Matthew 28. Now, now, the Matthew 28 context is the Great Commission, and, and, and in that, it is to all nations. It's not just Jerusalem. And so there is that, 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 that tugging, like, man, there are souls there that are hungry, that are ready to harvest who would go. And I'm in a spot where I could go. I could go, but I got to let all these things go in order to go. Is that okay? Is that okay? And and the hardest one for me was, was, you know, uh, was my family. I think the hardest one for me was was my family, uh, you know, uh, my kids, uh, just, just knowing the landscape over there is not that conducive. Uh, for for uh, rearing your children, uh, it is a communist country, so you don't just send your kids to the public school. Uh, private school are very expensive, uh, and 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 you don't have the same midtown uh, environment where you get a lot of touches. You know, it, it takes a village to make a disciple. I mean, I I covered that the the kid town ministry. Yeah. I covered it. Yeah, I covered it because I want you know, those ministers to minister to my kid. And so it's really hard. Like, you know, that, what have I done? What, you know, is, you know. And so, but the Lord just constantly just reassured me. Like, no, I, I got you. And, and, and but the Lord also <clears throat> was, in, in saying I got you, doesn't mean it's, uh, it's coasting. It doesn't mean that. It, it means that I may want to ask you to enter into a higher fellowship, uh, that, that fellowship of suffering uh, that Paul talks about. You know, again, I'm not, uh, I'm not volunteering in that sense. Hey, oh, yeah, let's go to jail and let's do that. Let's try to be gung-ho. But, but the Lord is, is saying, are you, are you okay? Because I want to I wanna invite you to the to a fellowship that maybe you haven't even experienced before. And so, so absolutely, I mean, just uh, not easy. I mean, it's still not easy from time to time, like Rachel mentioned, there are times where, ooh, you know, how do I, like, 
uh, go and, and conquer, you know, figuratively, you know, and, and, and start a, a, a church plan and, and having the need to parent my children and making sure that my wife is, is, is feeling secure, feeling love, and all of that. Because, as you know, that doesn't stop. Yeah. <laughs> Just because you say yes to mission, you can't say no to, because it's busy. Uh, it, you know, so, so there's a lot, and God, I'm like, will I have capacity? You know, and the Lord says, I'm with you, yeah. always. And, and not only that, I, the things that I asked the Lord for, like I, I told the Lord, I said, Lord, if, you, if you're serious about this, then you got to give me a team because you know that I can't do this alone. I, I need a team. And, and, and of course, you know, right there, the Lord just, man kid being the, the first one, you know, uh, you know I, I discipled man kid and and as I was working through, again, there's so much process, so I'm kind of jumping around. But the very initial one, uh, we were in Vietnam. And, uh, and, and anyway, I was working this through, like, Lord, I need, if, if you're serious, I, 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 need, I need that. Because God just answered a prayer that day uh, that was significant to me. And I, I knew that the Lord saying to me, I, I want you to go. And I said, but Lord, but you know what's going on. You know our capacity. You know all this. I need a team. And then, and then man came to me and said, hey, wherever you go, whatever mm. you do, you know, whenever you do it, I'm coming. So man didn't tell you? Huh? Man Kit's not going. <laughs> He's staying with me. <laughs> man Kit's staying with me. <laughs> and, uh, our government's going to kick him out anyway. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so, so that was the beginning, and, yeah. then, and then more team members, the yeah. Lord just com- continued to lead one yeah. after the other. And again, that was another piece in the equation that the Lord is saying, yes, yes. And, and so that process of just assuring. And so God is just so good yeah. in, in that, that he's just making assurance. And I, and, and I continue to covet that. Lord, please, like, show me the way. You know, I remember it was uh, right around the time, I think it's been a couple months ago when you were, you were really beefing up your travel to go to different churches, and we were in a pastor's meeting, and you were, you were just talking about Vietnam and everything, and I remember, because this is typically Andrew, very sober, very, his thoughts are orderly, I mean, he, he knows where he's going, but in this particular meeting, I remember I could hear a change in your voice, and I looked at you, and I could see your eyes were you were very emotional. And I could sense the weight of this was really setting in. And that really triggered to me to say, hey, this is, this is real now. Like, we're not just talking about it. We're not just praying. I mean, this is happening, and he's feeling it. And that really began to stir in me to, to say, hey, I really need to get behind my brother here and, and, and support him. But, but what, um, so we've, we've got fruit and we've got momentum in Vietnam already. Talk about that. Wow. Uh, so this is uh, five years in the process, you know, minus the two years of COVID time. But, you know, one of the, uh, the, the first fruit that, that God shown uh, in that process of confirming is giving us a faithful man. And, and his name is Nam. I mentioned uh, to, to you guys uh, a couple of times already. This guy, he's, 
He's, he's a faithful man just from the very get-go, just a sponge uh, to the Word of God, hungry. And so he has uh, completed D1, successfully completed D2, and, and is currently in LFBI. Uh, he's already helping uh, with uh, the, 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 the Sunday fellowship on Sunday. Uh, he's also leading the prayer, uh, 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 corporate prayer time on Sunday morning, every Sunday morning. And so he was the, f- uh, he, well, he was in the first. Yumi was the first one. So Yumi is uh, another faithful uh, lady uh, that uh, was a fruit of, of FOI uh, when she was here in Midtown, and then when she, uh, uh, we, we went with her back to Vietnam in 2018, and uh, so she was the first, well, and then there was Fong, so, be, oh, so she's the second one, so I'm losing track, I'm, the, you know, I'm not in order now, uh, so, so Fong was the first one, and, and, and then Yumi, in terms of being there, uh, the second one, but she was the one that, you know, she calls me Papa, you know, it's uh, such a, again, I'm not, I'm old, but I'm not that old uh, to, oh, than her, you know, but, uh, but she, you know, so there, it's like she, she say, hey, can you, man, please come. And, you know, she was the, one of the first one uh, that, that, that said that. And so both of them have been very faithful and we've been coming back every year again, minus uh, uh, COVID time. And, and now the Lord has, uh, grown this group to uh, close to, to 10 people. Uh, so Nam and Yumi is now discipling. Uh, so, so we got two individuals that are currently doing D1. And then uh, the Lord also given new fruit to this recent mission trip. And so we are pairing like Taylor and Jisoo and Mankit to now new fruit that's coming uh, online as well. And wow. so uh, it's just it's just amazing what the Lord uh, is doing, and yeah. so again, it's not done. We have not even close to being uh, arriving. But one of the things that you know, if you can be praying for, uh, you know, in terms of this process, is we want that same DNA uh, that we have here, uh, which is from the Bible. And so the the thing that always comes to my mind is not just planning a church. Is what kind of church are you going to be planning? And that is, that is on me mm. uh, as the church planner. Is, is, am I going to compromise? Am I going to be saying, you know, am I going to set the standard? You know, and I like your pastor. I love your pastor a lot. A lot and I love him because he always maintained the standard that the Bible has set forth. And, and, and the same with Pastor Sam. Just always keep it there and not having to lower it so that, oh, yeah, you know, it's okay. It's okay. Kept it high. And so I want to I trust God to maintain that standard so that DNA that comes through the discipleship ministry in Vietnam would be one that gives glory Amen. to God. Yeah, this is good. Yeah. So I have one more question, but it... I feel like I would be wrong. I want to open it up. We've heard a lot. You've got to know them better. What questions do you have for Andrew or Rachel or both? Floor is yours. Lori, you got anything? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I give it a hard time. Sorry. I know. 
Yes. So I'm curious about your girls um, and just how you talk to them about what's happening and how they view it. Like, is it a big adventure for them or is it scary? What does that look like? Yeah, I have um, uh, talked quite a bit to Abby about this because Madeline's just turned two, so she doesn't know. But Abby is about to turn six. And so... Um, I, I would ask if you guys could just pray for Abby's salvation. She is very close. Like, she can tell you the whole gospel. And then when I say, well, what do you think? What do you believe? Then she says, well, I don't understand yet. And then I'm like, okay. But then she'll come up with these very deep spiritual questions and revelations. Um, and, you know, I've talked to her about the importance of us going to Vietnam to share the gospel, to tell people about Jesus, and asked her, you know, we need your help because we need to tell the children about Jesus. And uh, the other day I was doing some school with her, and um, it was a little box, like, draw what you're going to be when you grow up. And she drew herself with a Bible, and she said, I'm going to be a missionary. Mm. So that was really sweet to me. But she also, uh, it was uh, probably like last year, it finally hit her that her friends are not coming, her church is not coming, her grandparents are not coming. And so then she was a little bit upset with Madeline because she said, well, Madeline has a friend, Enoch, he's coming. So why does Madeline get a friend and I don't have a friend? <laughs> and so I was like, well, we're just going to pray and trust God that there will be a friend for you. And lo and behold, there's another missionary couple not associated to our church, but who will probably, they live in an area where we live, they happen to have a five-year-old girl. Uh, and we've already talked to her on the phone. So, but, you know, God will provide friends, but um, it, it will be an adjustment for her. Um, but I think, you know, uh, at this point, she's excited. Um, you know, it, it will be an adjustment, but I, I do think she's, she talks about our adventure as a family, so. That's a great question, Todd, because, yeah, it, the kids are directly impacted by this as much, yeah. So, so what Abby told me, this is more on the lighter side. It's like she just won a bunk bed with a slide and a Barbie like dollhouse yeah. when she's in Vietnam. So okay. that's kind of her focus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like bunk bed with a slide, Barbie house, and some ponies and Vietnam. You know, that's, that's doable. That's doable. Yeah, that's doable. Any other questions? That's really good. What's your timeline of when you're leaving? Is that all worked out? Yeah, so, so we are, you know, we, we, we're on deputation, and so I'm, I'm pleased to say we are like in the 80%. Uh, uh, you so, know. Andrew, I'm sorry. It, sometimes I know we, we can use words, but you might want to explain what deputation means just so everybody understands. Yeah, so raising support, you know, because uh, missions is, is expensive, it's costly. And, and so, so we are at 80%, which is, praise the Lord, I, I, I look at how much that we went out is over the period of seven, eight months, we went out for maybe two plus months and we're at 80 plus percent, I mean, Praise God for Midtown and other churches. And so we have about 20% left that we want to just complete. I think by God's grace, we're hoping by year end uh, that we can get to that goal. And then, after, you know, and then um, really just getting rid of a lot of stuff, a lot of junk that we have. Arnold knows that because he helped me <laughs> when we moved to a smaller house and, 
And uh, man, just, yeah, so that process needs to happen and, and, uh, and then paperwork uh, needs to begin. So those three things are the, the, the things remaining. And then from there, so we're hoping next year for sure, but what month, we, we don't know yet. Uh, so that paperwork especially would be a determining factor. I think the, 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 the funding hopefully would be on pace, on track. Uh, but then once the paperwork is, is, it comes in, in terms of the visa, uh, then we'll just book a ticket. Yeah. So Life Fellowship, we should be praying at a minimum. We should be praying for Boston on Thursdays. We should be praying for Laramie on Thursdays. And I think we have agreement this morning that we should be praying for Vietnam on Thursdays now. Okay, and obviously we can pray every day if we want, but, but right? So obviously we, we must be praying for you but for those who are hearing and saying, Lord, I, because this is, this is the beauty, right? It's, I think it's, I think it's really great at, at this stage in your life, you're sensitive to what the Lord is leading you to do and you want to be obedient. And so you just go and that's it. End of story. But it's unlikely that most of the people in this room are going to do that. We should all be willing to do it. But chances are, many aren't going to go like you're going, and that's okay. But we should all be willing to pray and give, right? So for those who are listening and saying, okay, how can I begin supporting the ONGs monthly? What would that look like? Yeah, so, so you know, prayer, uh, absolutely number one, and I, and I mean that not just as a uh, just as a filler, you know, uh, God answers the prayer of a righteous man, right? And and the the, the fervent prayer of a righteous man uh, availeth much. And so, uh, I really covet your prayer. Uh, so that's number one. And then, uh, man, if the Lord leads you to to support us financially, man, uh, do that. And then and then the friendship aspect, you know, the friend friendship aspect is is very important. Uh, just, just knowing uh, that that man, we have, because sometimes, it, it, and it is like a bit like this, out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. Sure. Uh, so we want to just c- continue to make contact, um, and uh, just, yeah, knowing that someone from afar is is praying for us. And oh, okay, so this is a very uh, tangible. Uh, come visit, you know, when we're there. Uh, come visit. Uh, you will have a good time uh, fishing. We'll go deep sea fishing. Uh, it is figuratively speaking. Uh, uh, it, there is, it is a good time. And, and maybe, like Pastor Kenny mentioned, that maybe the Lord may not have you go there or, 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 or somewhere for a, a, a long-term basis. But I will still challenge people uh, to go for longer periods of time. If possible, long like like what Midtown, yeah, have been doing because you get a better uh, flavor and experience because the the two week one week is is so quick, uh, but if you can go longer and if if you are in a position in your life that you can, man, I highly recommend it. Yeah, because so Larry and Anita will be leaving for Kenya. Is it yes. Wednesday? Wednesday, and they'll be gone for a month. Yes. Ministering in Kenya, so yeah. So, so just in terms of practical, uh, Vietnam allows Americans uh, to have visas up to three months. Uh, so you can come, 
you know, up to three months if, if you want to, you know. Okay. Yeah. So also they have really nice modern apartments that are very clean and nice. There's lots of Western food. There's a barbecue place. Uh, lots of bakeries, Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, so you can eat whatever you want. And there's nice cool swimming pools to swim in too. Uh, Rachel, so. you're, you're, you're a Kansas City girl. <laughs> Do not tell us they have barbecue. <laughs> There is no barbecue outside oh, um, of Kansas City, is so there? So it's, it's not Kansas City barbecue, but it's Texas barbecue. Uh, so uh, at least it's closer. Yeah, that's not barbecue. <laughs> yeah. so, so, so sometimes when people think of, again, Vietnam, they, they think about jungles and helicopters yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, they have moved on, you know. Okay. So, they, they've turned so, the page. They turned the yeah. page, and so they are modern amenities. So yeah. I, I just hope that you don't have to rough it and, and, and stuff like that. They are modern amenities. Okay. And the, the people, like when you're there, people just come up to you and, and say, oh, what are you doing here? Or, oh, you're, you know, they just are very chatty and curious. They're not like cold or standoffish. And like when you go out in the evening, there's families everywhere and kids everywhere. It's very a family atmosphere and everyone's just really friendly. So to the most, for the most part, we found. Well, hey, thank you, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Andrew uh, has some cards. So if you wanna learn more about uh, just how to support them financially, this will, will definitely get you there. On behalf of the class, thank you both for coming and sharing your heart with us and inviting us in to partner with you prayerfully, financially, and just to get behind you with it. Is there anything else you guys wanted to share before we wrapped up? Or? Man, just thank you so much uh, for just having us here Absolutely. and allowing us to, to share our heart in this way. Uh, so, man, just thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And just know that we love all of you and we will sincerely miss everyone. And so when we say, please come visit, it's a real, please come visit. <laughs> Amen. All right. Well, let's pray and then we'll be dismissed. Uh, you can see Andrew uh, if you want to get a, a card. So, oh, Mankit has them? Okay, sorry. I see Mankit. So, Father in heaven, we thank you. You do all things well and it's just so beautiful to see how you are in the details those things, those times that it may seem like, you know, something didn't work out, uh, a trip that Andrew wasn't uh, supposed to even be on, but Lord, you're in the midst of it. You are sovereign. You are in control of all things, and all things really do work together for good to them that love you and who are called according to your purpose. And so we thank you for the wonderful work that you've done in the hearts of Andrew and Rachel. We thank you, Lord, for the fruit and the momentum of what's already happening in Vietnam. We thank you for the team from Midtown who are seeing this and are responding to your invitation to them to join Andrew in this. And so we pray for the team. We pray for uh, the remaining support. God, you're able. You're able. You're able to do exceeding abundant above all we could ask or think. And so Lord, the 80% was nothing for you. The 20% that is remaining and beyond, that's also nothing for you. And so we'll just agree together as a family to trust you in that. And so God, please, for your glory, would you provide that? And then Lord, just continue to uh, prepare this team to go 
to make disciples and plant churches, Lord, and, and thank you for allowing us to support it. In Jesus' name, amen.